Uh, jealous. <laughs> I know, can't complain San Diego, but we don't have any seasons, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, that's better. I don't know. We, we have like two seasons, cold and really hot and like one week. So are, you're in Philly now? Yeah, I'm in Philly. Nice. How's that been? I like it. It's like, yeah. it's small. It's a small city, but you kind of know everyone and going to, I went to school here. So I got to like meet some friends and people are kind of sticking around. So, and it's right by New York and DC Yeah. and the Jersey Shore. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Is that a go-to? <laughs> it is. It's like a spot and, and it's the like stereotypes are true. It's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, how have you been? It's been, uh, I think last time I saw you was uh, Sophie's Bat Mitzvah in San Diego. Yeah, I was just thinking that, like, I mean, I've seen you every, like, few years, but we never really get a chance to talk. It's always so yeah. hectic. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm about to finish law school. I literally had my last day of class yesterday. Oh, really? Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank so, you. You're done with or I don't know, do you have finals in law school? <laughs> I have I have one final, yeah. Like I decided to take classes that are like mostly essays so because I hate finals, so. Gotcha, but gotcha. I, had, I have one. <laughs> okay, how does like graduating law school work for I guess anyone who's like curious? Yeah, so it's like kind of anticlimactic because you graduate, but then you have to take the bar exam. Okay. So, uh, and that's in like July. So I'm done, but then I have to immediately start studying for the exam. Right. And you, you can't practice law unless you pass the exam. So that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're just going to be studying from like once you're done with your last class till July. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. But I, I guess for better or worse, I got a job working as like a, a legal intern at the public defender here, which is where I want to work. And so cool. they, they aren't hiring. Yeah. So it was good. It, it's good because they weren't hiring. They would, they decided to have me do this internship. So that's a good sign, but also it means I have to work and study and you're studying like full-time for this exam. So I'm, I'm a little bit stressed thinking about, yeah, about it, but it's crazy to think I just graduated undergrad a year ago and I like can't imagine taking a test right now of any sort. <laughs> I, I was the same way, but then I was like, I'm going to go to law school. And then I had to take the LSAT and then, but then you go right back into it. You're like, now I can't even conceive of not being in school. Right. <laughs> How do you even decide to like, want to become a lawyer? I don't even know. Like, I mean, my mom is kind of, it's like, she's very like social justice -y and, right. and, but she was like, don't go to law school, like be a community organizer. But I don't know, I really liked the idea of being a lawyer because it's kind of more like organized and like, like I could conceive of a career, it, you know, you're a lawyer and like there are certain doors that open to you. But if you do like what my mom does where you're kind of just like hustling and making connections and kind of like a politician in a way that it just seemed too disorganized gotcha. and too like, a, I don't know, more about like who you know than about like learning practical skills. That makes sense. And I'm sure it doesn't hurt to have like a steady income with a <laughs> working for a law firm. Um, Seriously, yeah. I mean, like I'm not gonna be making like big law money, but it's still like, yeah, it, it's like a guarantee. I, I think it's a good investment to go to law school. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And so did you just, I guess, decide to be a lawyer because that was the way you thought you could like help 
in uh, like social in like the social justice aspect? Yeah, I think so. I, I was a I was like a mediator before briefly when I was in right after college, and then then I was a paralegal, and I saw that it was like really the lawyers that did like the the real stuff and got the respect that like because if you're especially if you're like a you know, you come from a background that's different than your clients that you're, you might be trying to help. You have to earn their trust. Like who, they, I feel like I kept be getting the look of like, who's this like well-meaning white lady, which is <laughs> fair. Um, but, but yeah, but when you're a lawyer and you're good at what you do and you can be like, I've done this before and I know what I'm doing and I can help you in these ways. Right. Um, it's yeah, you, you can do good things. Yeah. And, and you decide like, did you decide this during undergrad or even before that, that you wanted to pursue this? I, so I was like, a, I was a pre-law major, but I didn't think I was going to go to law school. I was okay. like a pre-law and a dance major. I think I kind of just did. Oh, dance. I don't whatever. think I ever knew that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was a dance. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be a professional dancer, but okay. um, I don't know. It was just something I did for like during growing up and then I kept taking classes and then it was like I had enough credits to make it a major so I just yeah did that. is that something you still do now or do you have time for it I haven't I I just joined a gym for the first time now that I like I've been vaccinated and I was like I should probably like get back into shape post like COVID right I've just been in like in zoom like I'm so glad or maybe you had some of your classes on zoom Probably actually, yeah, the I got I got the beginning yeah. of like we were in the definitely the guinea pigs for um, oh. days. I mean, you know, it it was nice for tests and everything because they didn't know how to proctor. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was an interesting way to like end my college experience. For yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, that, that must have sucked. That's nice of you to say interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess when you say interesting, it's not usually the best. But um, I still got the you know have a few graduation parties might not have been the smartest idea but um I think in college in college everyone was like there's no elder elders for us to infect and yeah. that was okay but how were how were things in Philly um during the pandemic like I know bigger cities were definitely affected worse than uh, others yeah. Philly has been I mean like I yeah I, I'm all my friends, like I don't have any family here or anything. So I was really only seeing like law student friends that I had. So in terms of my social life, I could like, and, and a lot of my friends are home in Chicago. So I was like long distance with keeping right. like friendships with them anyway. So that was fine, but but yeah, things are closed down. And like Pennsylvania is, I mean, I guess every state's kind of like this. You have like your liberal city and then the, the like crazy suburbs and like, rural areas and like the rural Pennsylvanians were like they know they were like the stop the steal people they were like storming the capital they did not believe in COVID they like would come into the city and, and cause trouble and not wear masks and stuff so wow that was not fun but and I also it was crazy I was doing an internship like a working at a law office that does like protester rights like first amendment stuff okay and it started right when the George Floyd protests happened and so it was like this amazing moment but also it was like I don't want to like get COVID and like I, and I don't want to spread it to other people by going to these protests but also this yeah. like really powerful moment you know like I should be a part of this right 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 how how did you feel about 
that many people protesting like during the pandemic and did you think that was like the right thing to do I'm still conflicted about it like I feel like you know people should do whatever they want like people are adults and like everyone has a different situation and has a different level of risk and I like it's up to you to decide what you're comfortable with but at the same time like they people are exposing others and not everyone understood the risk that they were posing yeah. and also there was like I don't know if you saw like all these tear gas like, oh, like that was yeah. it was crazy but also it was like you know making people cough and like, yeah. like maybe you think okay I'm going to this protest but I'm gonna wear my mask and I'm social distance and it's fine and I'm in control but then the police like completely destroyed any kind of like control you might have had the situation so yeah. yeah it's tough too especially in cities that were like full capacity hospitals because people were being careless and now then I it's like how could you let people go out and do something like that when the hospitals are full and you can't right. treat people who are actually sick yeah yeah but like you know racism is just as bad of a you know exactly. yeah. but yeah but then also of course it was black and brown people who were dying the most of COVID so <laughs> yeah I still don't know what the right decision was I ended up not going to like I was work my job was like representing these protesters yeah. so in my mind I was like okay I'm participating like I'm doing something good but yeah so when you're representing protesters is that like a protest of any kind or what type of work were you doing it's basically any like first amendment um first amendment and like eighth amendment uh so like you know, your right to free speech and then your right to be free of um, cruel and unusual punishment or excessive force. Okay. I what that is. But yeah, so like, you know, if you're protesting for something and then you get like beat by the police, then it's an intersection of the two. So it's a lot. We do a lot of that. Like these, the protesters who got tear gassed, we represented all of them together. Oh, yeah. in the city. Um, there was some like street musicians randomly that had been like told they couldn't play and okay. so we would do cases like that oh wow different, wow. different kind of protest but yeah, yeah how how did the cases turn out for the people who got tear gas because I'm sure that was a lot of people it was a lot I think what happened was I mean it didn't actually go to trial I think it's still happening because I, I went back to school I didn't finish there but right. when I left they were like negotiating with the city for a ban on tear gas which got passed so there's no more tear gas being used ever and um like certain like you know training for police and all these things that people were divided about like is this real and then I'm sure down the line there'll be some kind of money settlement but probably very little because yeah it was so many people it's probably more just for like medical expenses from like yeah I, yeah because some people got seriously injured is crazy um it was bad or like property stolen or not not stolen but like you know the police like arrested them and they like lost their phones and things like that right right i don't know if you recently heard on the news that like i think florida like Alabama are like trying to get these laws passed where like people driving through crowds if they accidentally hit someone like they can't they're not liable I don't know if you heard about that that came out recently I think I saw but, a headline that was like legalizing your right to like hit people with your car like over. <laughs> I yeah. like didn't open it because I was like that sounds ridiculous but you're you know what why not it, that makes sense <laughs> um <laughs> 
it's yeah. crazy just how every state is so different in the u.s in general <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, that's pretty cool that you got to work on uh like protecting protesters rights um did you happen to have any cases when people were anti-masking and protesting about that we that totally could have like our my office was very like they would not take those cases but if you like one of my dreams maybe one day would be work for like the aclu and they do they're famous for like you know representing the kkk for like wanting to march through you know but obviously they also represent and like they, they represent anyone who has a valid legal claim so it could go either way i, I don't think i could do it i, I don't okay. think I, could morally. I thought you said that that was that was somewhere you would be willing to work so yeah no, sorry i shouldn't have said it's my dream and then right after that said you represent <laughs> but like that that organization is really well known and really great um but yeah it comes at a cost i guess because the law is the law it can be used both ways but right so where do you think like the line should be drawn for freedom of speech? Cause I know that's like a big gray area. That's like a big issue today. Man, I don't know. I mean, there's already the line that's drawn naturally by like that not a lot of people realize that like, you know the first amendment only protects government or it's talking about the government government actors so right, you know right, right. so like if you're a private college and you can you can be an all-girls school or something like that you can discriminate if you yeah. want because you're private um so in some ways like you i feel like you can always tell someone if you have a problem with it do the private version of something but when there isn't a private version of something um then it gets more difficult or like facebook <laughs> being oh my a gosh so are yeah. they technically allowed to remove the content they want? I think so. I think I just saw like, speaking of current events, like uh, a new iPhone feature was gonna allow you to prevent Facebook from like collecting certain data of yours. Oh, wow. and Facebook, yeah, and Facebook of course was like, what the hell? Like <laughs> everyone has an iPhone, um, but I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, you have your right to free speech and then you have social media and then you have the like private capitalist entities that are like, competing with each other for that, for your data. Like, I, I don't know what wins out. Your right to privacy, your right to free speech, or like the right to a free economy. Like, I don't know. Those, all, all of those have valid arguments, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely gets all jumbled and just technology advancing just makes things, I think, more and more difficult. <laughs> absolutely and you'll like if you go to law school like you'll learn the law does not understand technology like it's just so behind in yeah in a well, why do you think that is just because of people in charge or i think so that's a very good point yeah the people in charge um and i think that yeah the, the, and the people in charge of technology are people who are like you know paying off certain you know they have their lobbyists to not change right I, I think people are it's it's under the radar more than people realize gotcha so when you were like studying or i guess pre you're pretty much done so <laughs> during your law school is, <laughs> what what was um like what what would you learn about i guess your your goal in the end is to pass the bar but um i'm sure you were like in a specific uh, subject of law and uh, what, how, what was the learning process like 
Yeah, well, that's one good thing I like about law school. Like you don't have to choose, like you don't have to major in anything. Like, yeah. okay, there are some exceptions. Like if you want to do intellectual property law, like apparently that's like a very, like you kind of have, to, you do have to specialize in that. And if okay. you want to go into big law, you have to do certain job applications. Um, but in general, you can kind of take what classes, whatever classes you want. So yeah. what do you mean by big law? Sorry, big. So big law is like what they call big law. It's like they're these big law firms where okay. you have the classic, like you do the entry level position out of law school and you make a bunch of money, but you also work 80 hour weeks. Right. And, um, and the, 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 the like path there is your, you have your two summers, your one L summer and your two L summer, your one L summer, you work really hard to get a job at the firm. And then if you do well, they invite you back for your second summer. And at the beginning of your second summer, I think they give you a job for like post-grad. So like that path is great because you make a lot of money and you like know halfway through law school, basically where you're working. Um, so a lot of people like that, but the work is horrible. I think in some ways it's like, like evil, but, um, but I get it. I, I get why people do it. And there are some good firms for sure. But I'm so I'm not doing those those paths. I'm doing, I think I want to be at the public defender's office here. So I was doing more like volunteering at like local sort of public interesty groups. Gotcha. It's definitely more honorable, I feel like, because I think at those big companies it's definitely all financial interests and not helping out the little guy, which uh, there should be more of. Um, yeah. So when you're, I guess, uh, when you're going to be a public defendant, are can you just cover like any case for um, anyone who is it, like can't afford a lawyer? Is that how it works? Yeah, I think it's like if you make less than two hundred fifty dollars a week, okay, then you're eligible for a public defender, at least in Philadelphia. I think, um, yeah, or like if you have certain. There, there's this like complicated calculation to see if you are eligible for a public defender. But yeah, if, if and it's all criminal stuff. So that's not a thing I learned in law school. You know, if you're getting like evicted or divorced or um, you have a child custody thing, like all these civil matters, like you don't have a right to a lawyer. You have to do it on your own or you have to do oh, a wow. public interest organization. Yeah, it's a big problem. And it, the pay is even worse than a public defender. So and it's not, it's hard work and it's not glamorous. So they, they never have enough lawyers for that kind of work. So um, a lot of law students end up doing that kind of work. They kind of depend on law student volunteers. Yeah. But it's pretty bleak. But I don't think I, it was too stressful to do that stuff. And it was, the cases are really hard, especially with families. Um, I like the criminal cases better because there's a whole big structure. And I think that the prison system is so wrong. And so it makes me feel like I'm doing good work, keeping people out of it. So in, when you're a public defendant, there could be like a bunch of times where you're representing someone that you know is gonna lose. Like how, how do you like prepare yeah. to deal with that? Oh my God, it's all the time. I like right now I'm doing this internship there and I uh, like tomorrow is all people like, it's called like DUI day. They listed everyone with a DUI on this day. And like, you know, these people are, are all like clear, like their blood has been tested. Like they are clearly drunk. And yeah. like some of them have like hit people and killed them or, or, you know, it's not good. And so the way that I think I justify it is like, 
this person needs help. We're going to help them. And like them going to prison, like they're not going to go to prison for a DUI, but um, I'm like saying, telling myself that like having someone get them help and fight on their behalf and like be in their corner will do more good for them than being a prosecutor. So good. yeah. I but guess. if it's like a murderer or like a sex assault case, those ones are really hard. I, yeah, I give that to the advanced attorneys. So I haven't gotten there yet. Oh man, how, how do, are you, I guess, prepared to deal with something like that if it comes up? Yeah, I'm, I'm like so against like really long-term sentences. Like some of these sentences, like it's like beyond if someone's guilty or not. It's like, okay, say someone's guilty. Do they deserve to be in prison for 40 years? Like, no. Like, I, I think a lot of that job is, is people arguing not whether someone's guilty or not, but about like the, that the punishment needs to fit the crime or um, yeah, more about like you need to arguing to the jury, like that give, some, that give them an idea of who this person was as like a, as a whole and to keep that in mind during uh, sentencing. But it's, it's hard, it's hard to do. Yeah, now that we're talking more about it, I, I didn't even like think about all the possible scenarios where you would have to represent someone that in, <laughs> when a normal person would be like, why would I want to do that? But um, I guess people just have hard lives sometimes and I guess that can uh, change the way they do things um, for the worst sometimes. Um, Absolutely. I think the biggest thing, I forget, one of my professors said like, hurt people, hurt people. Like, unless you're like, you know, a Derek Chauvin or whatever, who like out of nowhere is like just cruel and wants to kill people. Although I'm sure he has like a past that I don't know about it. That's not being very fair, but like most people who are like murderers or um, sex offenders, like are, were victims of violence themselves. And um, not that that's an excuse, but like understanding that cycle and not perpetuating it by sending someone to prison. And so they can't take care of their kids and like, you know, they get, executed and like you know that cycle needs to end somewhere right because is it and you probably know this but isn't i don't know like 30 or 40 percent of the people that get out of prison go back to prison yeah i actually i just took a class about this and it's crazy and, and it the most frustrating thing is they go back to prison not because they've recommitted a crime but because they violated the conditions of their probation yeah. and it's like it's so frustrating. I, I hate, probation is my new enemy. Law school just gave me more enemies of things to, to hate, but but I mean, it's important for someone to be on probation because you can't just let someone out of prison and like expect them to succeed because right. it's not going to. So do you do you just think sometimes the probation um, or time limit is too long or it's too overbearing or? I don't know. I think it's, it's like really hard. I think probation is just set up to fail. Like they're, they're told, like I was in a program working with probation officers and like, they're trying to get people jobs and housing. There's no affordable housing oh, yeah. and there's no, no, no one will hire someone with a criminal record. Um, a lot of people actually, like I was most surprised by a lot of these guys had been in jail for like 10, 20 years, didn't have healthy relationships. They are like, are unable to have like healthy relationships with like romantic partners and things like that. Or, and like, they can't create stable relationships with their children. And like, that has been a really big part of like people going back to a life of crime, like being unable to create a stable home environment. And like, it makes sense when you've been 
living in prison for many years. Um, it just makes you think like prison is probably not the way to, to help people or like, I guess you, you can't have them like around hurting more people, but what do you do? Um, yeah, I don't know, but I'm glad I got, I'm turning you into an abolitionist. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a big problem, I think. But yeah, there are no really good, I mean, there are some alternatives like restorative justice is one people talk about, which is a way to like have, you have people come, a defendant meet with their the victim and they talk about what happened and like what that person could do to make things better. Um, and those work for like lower level things. Like, you know, you stole from me, tell me you're sorry, do community service and like pay me back. and then we can be friends or something like that. But yeah, if you've murdered someone, it's a little bit harder to do restorative justice with their family. But so, some people it's worked. Yeah. 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 So say if you had a magic wand um, and you wanted to like, you could fix the prison system, what would you try to do? Uh, good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I think the biggest thing would be, this is totally a non-answer, like a very politician answer, but like it would be, <laughs> you have to invest in people before they even commit a crime. Like yeah, yeah. there needs to be so much more intervention, so much more um, like programming. It, it's like when you look at the price of prison and of like probation and probation is even more expensive last year's and, and like fails a third of the time, like we were just saying, yeah. it makes no yeah. sense. They should just put that into preventative stuff. I think, yeah, yeah, I there's no right answer for sure. <laughs> That's probably one of the better answers. Um, and I think, I, at least I think we're moving in a better direction, right? Like, you know, now you can't go to jail for like possession of marijuana or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you knew, know of any like other new laws that have been helping like reduce the capacity or reduce the people, the amount of people in jails. Yeah, I think, um... Yeah, the marijuana one is a big one. Um, I or think for- in general, I think, um, I think like it should be completely um, decriminal or like you'd have like a misdemeanor if like a possession of any drug even. Um, I don't know if you're I, on the same page. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I mean, there's something, a lot of things are, a lot of places are doing what are called drug courts where, I mean, they have, they're good and bad. And like, if you get arrested for a drug related offense, they will say, if you complete treatment at the end of that, we'll drop the charge. Yeah. So you don't actually, and it will be not on your record. Like they, it won't be like, we're going to, it won't be like time served. It's like, you haven't even been prosecuted. So it's not on your record, which is great. But like, then there's so much about addiction that I don't totally understand. Right. But I, like a lot of it is about like, you have to be willing and it can take a very long time. And a lot of these programs are just like really bad. Um, so I read this book that was saying it's like almost as bad as prison to send people to some of these facilities and like a lot of them are private and it's just like a racket and it's all, there's always a problem, but I do, I do feel more hopeful about that model of like, cause that's the goal. Everyone wants people to just not be taking those drugs or, I mean, in case of marijuana, like, I don't care. People could take, could smoke all they want. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's not hurting anyone in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like Philly, (laughs) I love Philly, but it does have problems, and it is the the like world capital of heroin. Oh, I had no wow. idea. Like people from come from all over the world to like wow. do heroin here. It's I didn't really know bad. that. 
And I'm sure hopefully there's not too much like fentanyl lacing. In. Yeah. Oh, always, always. It's so bad. There's wow. a lot of, it, it's, it's really bad here. And they were trying to do um, a safe injection site here. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. I don't know that much about it, but basically the idea is like by providing people with like a safe space to like to shoot up drugs, like they would give them clean needles and then like people would check on people and trying to get them to treatment. And apparently it's, I think it's of course in like Sweden or something, they've been doing it and it's been very, it's been proven to get people to quit doing drugs, but to the average Philadelphia resident, they're like, wow, you're just like inviting everyone to come and do drugs in my town you're like setting up a whole infrastructure for them to do drugs like no uh, so it has not passed but apparently it's supposed to help yeah is i don't know i was listening to this podcast uh this is joe rogan podcast with this uh pharmacist uh or he is he's like a doctorate from uh yale i think and he actually like does um heroin recreationally he snorts it um but he was talking about how like he'll do drugs and be fine. I mean, he won't like do it all the time, but he was just saying a lot of the reason why people go downhill with drugs is because something like else is wrong in their life. Mm -hmm. And they're like using drugs to cope with it and like in not respecting, I guess the drug and doing it too much, but usually it just stems from something else going wrong in their life. So probably back to like what you're saying is trying to prevent it before it even happens. Um, I don't know if it's more like a financial or just mental health. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think being able to have like a good supply of drugs too. Like I know, like I don't know that much about heroin, but from what I've done, what I've what I've looked at as my through my internship, it's like yeah. you don't know people. Obviously, it's illegal, so people will take whatever they can get, and it'll be it'll have fentanyl in it. It'll have there were some like things that have like PCP in that, like people have like, don't know what they're taking and they're just desperate and like trying to not get caught by the police. And that is like a recipe for just like binge drug use and like, yeah, not understanding what you're doing. Yeah, definitely an issue too. Um, and so with these new drug centers, there's obviously, um, are, what are people doing to like try to stop it? They will, it's kind of sad because because uh, when COVID happened, all this that was like the big story in Philly for a while, and then COVID happened, and obviously people cared about that that kind of you know the public health energy went into into that. Um, right. But there were like city council meetings about like how to open up the site, and people were protesting about that. Um, and then there was a whole debate about like, okay, if we want to try like a test site sure that's fine but like not in my neighborhoods then they were trying to figure out where it would be um gotcha. so yeah I, I should check on what's been going on yeah do you think has like the whole uh heroin and fentanyl um or i don't know you crisis i guess you could call it gotten worse since like you've been in philly or has it just been I, yeah well i don't know if the crisis gotten worse but way more people have died of overdoses since yeah. I think just naturally nationally because since the okay. pandemic I don't know if that's like people are more depressed or people are just more stuck at home or the supplies more I'm not sure but yeah there have been it's insane we, there one of my jobs for my internship is like I do status hearings and usually it's just like 
checking in on what kind of documents we have for each case. But if a case needs to be disposed of, it also goes to this. And so if someone dies in the middle of their case, it goes to me and it's called an abatement. Oh, wow. I have gotten so many abatements. It's so depressing, like how many people have died. It's it's awful. Man. Yeah. Well, maybe we should just uh, transition to a more positive. Yeah. Then. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Um, I remember my mom was talking about the other day that you like, I wasn't at your undergrad graduation, but that Michelle Obama opened for oh, you. Yeah. Like, that could be a cool thing to talk about. Um, how did that even happen? It was so nice of your family to come. I remember Celia was like doing college visiting, like visits at the same time. Um, And oh my gosh, it's like kind of full circle because I'm about to graduate again. But yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Apparently, like we we already had a really good graduation speaker too, which was funny. We had Marion Wright Edelman, who is like this uh, really prominent activist in like child advocacy. I think she's a lawyer. Yeah, I'm not sure, but she was great. Um, but, but there was some kind of contest that Michelle Obama was hosting or something. It was like, you send in a video about like high school programming, I think. And Oberlin College was really close with the, the local high school and did like this really good tutoring program. And they did a video about it and they posted it or they sent it in and, and they like won the contest. So Michelle Obama came to graduation. That was the the gift. So we had two yeah. amazing speakers and she was so cool. I like was too afraid to look at her. I, like I was on stage next oh, to really? her and I just like wouldn't look at, like I couldn't do it. I regret it. Wait, why were you on stage next to her? I was the class president. So I got to oh. give the, I got to give a speech. Wow. I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was good. She what was so cool. the class president in uh, undergrad? I didn't. I don't think my school even had her. Maybe they did, and I just didn't know about it. Yeah, they probably do. They probably do. I think, but that's like very classic class. Like, uh, it, it like not that many people are involved in it. It's like not that big of an accomplishment. But at graduation, then you get all this attention. So. Oh, you got the real perks for sure. <laughs> yes, and I got to like. Uh, plan like some graduation parties and things like that which was really fun um lucky you you had some (laughs) I know well I feel your pain now like my graduation was almost it's like on zoom and like it's not gonna be cool but um yeah yeah and it was fun (laughs) I think my mom even told me that uh like Michelle Obama quoted you or something (laughs) She, we, we both quoted the same quote, but I will say that Michelle Obama quoted me. Let's, let's, I like that version better. <laughs> That's definitely what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, we, she like quoted the quote and then she's like, as Julia already said, and I was like, oh my God, she said my name. And there's like a local restaurant, like Oberlin's in the middle of nowhere. And there's like one restaurant bar thing called the Fev. And she was like, I went to the Fev today. And everyone was like, Woo! she was milking it she's great must have been so packed too it was it was packed and there were um like snipers I remember like all the security and um and she left halfway through the ceremony and like the secret service just like disappeared with her so by the end of the graduation everyone it was like totally normal again but that's crazy well that sounds like (laughs) awesome graduation I don't I don't know anyone 
that could one up that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, so I go to, I go to Temple Law School, and the most famous Temple grad is Bill Cosby, and like Bill Cosby <laughs> used to speak at all the graduations. So like, I'm really glad. I think he's in prison right now, so I'm glad that he's not <laughs> speaking at our graduation. Yeah, that's good. Oh my gosh. And then, so where is Oberlin? It's in Pennsylvania too. Oberlin's in Ohio, um, although it's kind of close to the border of Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania's huge. I, I don't know that much about Pennsylvania. It's weird. Um, but yeah, it's in Ohio. I have not been back. Yeah. Since, so everyone left. No one stuck around. <laughs> well, wh why'd you uh, decide to go to Philly? Well, the, the complicated answer is I was like dating this guy that I'm, I met him at Oberlin. And yeah. his family was from Philly. And so I was applying to a bunch of law schools and I had not even heard of Temple, uh, but it's like the main, there's like UPenn. And then right after that is like Temple. It's like, th there's no like Penn State law school. So there's like Temple is sort of the equivalent. And um, so I applied just because we were thinking of Philly as a city maybe. And I got a really good scholarship and they have like a really good trial program. And so I wanted to do, I want to trial advocacy. So then I moved and it was great. And then I broke up with my boyfriend, like halfway through the first semester, or I think it was February. So like right into the second semester. So that sucked, but uh, I stayed. So yeah. And how's your dating life been now in, uh, in, in uh, Philly? It's been good. Actually, I met someone else uh, nice. in law school. Yeah, his name's Dan. Hopefully you can meet him sometime. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I remember talking to Joe about him because he uh, was a journalist before law school. And which apparently is really common. Who knew? A lot of journalists and lawyers. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, things are going well. We'll see. Yeah. Did, uh, did you meet him during the pandemic, I'm assuming? I met him like... I met he uh you know you meet everyone right away in law school so he was like he's in the same year as me and we were friends first and then he actually also broke up with his girlfriend around the same time and so you know I don't know things happened um so yeah we've been dating for like uh, a while now like more than two years oh wow um, yeah yeah and he he's doing amazing work he's working at a law firm like a small firm that does plaintiffs civil rights cases so like his family or his firm represented the George Floyd family and like the Ahmaud oh, Arbery oh, family oh. yeah like which is crazy because they're in Philly but that's another thing I don't understand about the law like a lot of lawyers like they they all work together like they'll be like local counsel and then like the backup counsel that's doing all the like grunt work in the background like that's what he's doing so I'm so proud of him he's so cool yeah <laughs> another reason to stay in Philly yeah, well, it sounds like things are going great there. Um, is your goal, like one of your goals maybe to potentially like have your own firm at one point? It would be so cool. Yeah, there's, I know a lot of lawyers who end up doing that and love it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's this, the place I worked this summer, actually, they were so great. And they're like four lawyers all work, just working and they, they can pick and choose their own cases. You know, they don't have to represent the KKK if they don't want to and um they uh just have made a name for themselves in Philly are really well respected and like I just love the idea of that of being able to do what you want and sort of have a 
there's like a very a lot of ego involved in being a lawyer which i i hate but on some level i do like because it's like you know you're doing a lot of work and you're representing a client but you also have your own agenda so yeah yeah possible though yeah so <laughs> towards the end of every podcast i ask like what your goal is before you turn 30 so i was wondering if that was maybe oh. but what what is your goal before you turn 30 that's a good one let's see uh, I, I'm 28, which is crazy. I think, <laughs> so I got, yeah, I don't know. Like my parents were I, like, we're having me at 30, which is crazy. I oh. think having a dog yeah. is more where I'm at, like psychologically <laughs> by 30. Um, yeah, having a job, I think I'll probably be at the public defender's office. Like I would like to be at the public defender's office. You have to do a three-year commitment, so. Gotcha. That would be, I would be around 30 for that. That would be good. I'd like to have a house. Like, I don't, I don't have to own it, but yeah. like, that's another good thing about Philly, actually. Very cheap housing. Um, so I'd like to have a house with a yard for the dog. That would also be nice. Those are good goals. Those are good goals. <laughs> it's, Thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, um, well, I think, uh, do you want to shout out anyone else before I end this podcast? shout out like say hi to your family or or any friends or <laughs> anything you're doing oh man let's see um prisons suck we prisons should suck. find an alternative great, um, great. yeah say hi to your family for me yeah. uh i hope you guys can come to philly sometime and uh yeah i'll tell you more about my success you know fighting the law yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, let's definitely keep in touch and maybe I can have you on again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. This is yeah, great. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. My pleasure. All right. <laughs> Take it easy. Julia. You too. Bye. Bye.